0: You talking about football? Yeah, football. Town. NFC North. Let's talk
1: football.
0: Welcome back everybody. This is headed North the NFC North podcast and I'm your host, DeTron, and this has to be quite possibly the best show that I've done all season because the Lions have officially clinched the number 1 spot in the NFC North. Something That way back in the summertime, when I first started this podcast, I told you they were going to do. Not only did I tell you they were going to do that, I told you that they were going to get 13 wins this season. And by golly, we got a chance. There is a chance that the Lions get to 13 wins this season and still have the potential to get the number one spot in the NFC. I know I'm going heavy on the Lions right now. Prepare because I'm doing that all show and they deserve it. Because they are the NFC North champions. Other than the Lions, of course, you've still got Minnesota, Chicago, and Green Bay all in the playoff mix. So what we're covering today is a bit of a recap from last week. All the games that were played, some stats, but I really want to focus in on what they need to do to get into the playoffs. The Lions are already locked up, but we'll talk about what they need to get the number one spot what Minnesota, Green Bay, and Chicago all still need to try to sure up a spot in the wild card. All of that and more coming up on the show, but first we're going to kick it over to our sponsors for the show today, which is OffRackShop.com. All right, guys, take it away. Our sponsor this week is OffRackShop.com. OffRackShop.com is an online thrift store. They have men's and women's clothing, shoes, accessories, and more. Usually about 300 items to choose from. So if you haven't already, check out our description for 15% off your next purchase at OffRackShop.com. Alright guys, so this week I'm going to get it kicked off of what I was most excited about and what everybody was paying attention to going into last week's games. And that was the matchup with Detroit and Minnesota. Now Detroit was headed to Minnesota to play them in what could clinch Detroit, the number one seed in the NFC North. If you listen to the intro, which I assume you did, then you already know that the Lions won, but what was on the line for them was more than just a win. This was the first time that the Lions could win the NFC North, period. It wasn't the NFC North back in 1993, which was the last time they won their division, It was the NFC Central, I think. Like, Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a part of the division. Ever since then, 1993, the Lions have not won their division. And so that was what was on the line. Minnesota, of course, being the previous holders of the NFC North crown from last year, were definitely looking to stop the Detroit Lions from doing that in their own home. But it was too much. Minnesota also was fighting for playoff contention. Their spot in the wild card largely hinged on them winning this game in Detroit. And it was a bit of a shootout. I mean, both of the top receivers from both sides played really well, while the rushing game really only showed up for one team. After 23 rushes and 132 yards in week 15 for Ty Chandler, he came back this week against the Lions and had eight rushes For 17 yards. And Minnesota only put up a total. Of 17 yards on the ground. That's tough. That means the ball was being thrown. A lot. Nick Mullins went 22 for 36. For 411 yards. If I've got to say. That there's a troubling thing. As a Lions fan from this game. It's how many yards we give up in the air. This is a reoccurring thing. Besides that. uh, Minnesota had. Had some good receivers. They had 141 yards off six catches for JJ. He got a touchdown. KJ ended up with five catches for 95 yards. So almost two people cracked 100 yards in the air on our defense. He got a touchdown as well. There was eight total receivers that touched the ball for Minnesota. The big storyline, though, as you got further into the game, was the fact that Minnesota lost Jordan Addison after only one catch. And then a huge loss of TJ Hawkinson after making a pretty big catch uh, when they were trying to make a comeback. They lost TJ Hawkinson, which I believe they lost him for the rest of the year. Which granted, there's only a couple games left in the year, but every game without him is going to be a problem. It wasn't enough. They just didn't have enough firepower uh, to be able to come back and beat the Lions. And the Lions defense... Uh, The front played really well. Again, I mentioned they only gave up 17 yards on the ground of rushing offense for Minnesota, and they were very opportunistic. The Lions got four sacks. They have four picks. Jared Goff went 30 for 40 for 257. He only had one passing touchdown, but I mentioned the running game coming to play for one team. That was the Lions. Montgomery had 17 rushes for 55 yards and a touchdown. Gibbs had 15 rushes for 80 yards and two touchdowns. And then Amon Ra, of course, chipped in. He had 12 catches, 106 yards, and a passing touchdown. It was a relatively quiet day for rookie Sam Laporta, but that's okay because he's been carrying a pretty heavy load through most of the year. So he ended up with three catches for 18 yards. Uh, But it was a pleasant surprise to see Williams have a game for another week where he caught more than two passes. And I know that's a pretty low bar, but he was being used very sparingly throughout most of the season. So it's good to see him finally getting in to the regular rotation of receptions. Whew, all of that. I tell you, man, there were a whole lot of emotions happening in my house while this game was going on, because I don't know if you guys know, I'm really a fan. Like I'm a true fan. Like I'm dedicated. I'm watching every game every week. And I've been doing this for a really long time. It was a very, very happy day here in my household when the Lions finally knocked off Minnesota and got back to the top of the division. But now what do we care about? What do we care about for both teams? Well, I'll tell you what we care about. First, for Minnesota. While Minnesota did lose, they're not out of the playoffs. As a matter of fact, they still have a pretty clear path to getting into the wild card. And the Lions, while locking up the number one spot in the NFC North, they have a chance to lock up the number one spot in the NFC. So here's what we're looking at. The Lions are the easiest scenario. They need some folks to lose, and they need to win out. So they got two games left. This week, they've got Dallas on Saturday, and then they take on Minnesota again in Detroit. They need to win those two games, and they need for San Francisco and for Philadelphia to lose at least one game apiece. That might be a tough ask with Philadelphia's remaining schedule. I mean, next week Philly has Arizona. I don't I don't see them losing to Arizona unless they start sitting people and then I don't know who they play in their last week of the season. But safe to say, Philly has an advantage. San Francisco does play Washington. And then in their final week, they play the Rams, who are also fighting for staying in playoff contention. So they're really going to have something to play for. That Maybe there's a chance that the 49ers take another loss, but I don't know if the Eagles take another loss to give the Lions a chance to slide up ahead of them. But that's what the Lions need. The Lions need for San Francisco and for Philly to lose at least one game. What Minnesota needs. Well, let me let me take a look see here. So Minnesota is just outside the bubble. So you still got the Rams and the Seahawks, and the Cowboys have already locked up their spot. They're in there already. The Rams and the Seahawks are the two targets that Minnesota can go after. The Rams are eight and seven, the Seahawks are eight and seven, and Minnesota is seven and eight. So coming into this week, Minnesota currently has a 30% 30% chance of making the playoffs. If they win against their opponent this week, which happens to be the Green Bay Packers, their chance of making the playoff goes up to 49%. If they lose this week against Green Bay, they go down to a 4% chance of making the playoffs. So it is vital that Minnesota needs to beat Green Bay. And then they got to hope for a little bit of help. They got to hope that the Rams lose against the Giants. And they got to hope that the Seahawks lose against Pittsburgh. It's not over if the Vikings don't beat Green Bay, though. If they don't beat Green Bay, they just got to hope that the Rams and the Seahawks also both lose. It'll still keep the door open, although the door would be closing quite a bit. But Minnesota's not out of this thing. If they keep it up, if they get some wins against Green Bay, but then they'll have to go in and beat Detroit in the last week of the year to try to get themselves in the playoffs, or they can just hope for some complete collapses from the Rams and the Seahawks. Moving on to the aforementioned Green Bay Packers. Coming into last week, the storyline for Green Bay was they're playing the Panthers. So everybody in that watches football, I would assume, believe that the Green Bay Packers are going to win this game, unless you are affiliated with the Carolina Panthers organization. That's the only way you believe that Carolina was going to win this game. And I tell you what, this thing ended up being a whole lot closer than I thought it was going to be certainly a lot closer than what the betting odds were for this game. So a 16 point second quarter set Green Bay up 23 to 10 over Carolina But then in the third and fourth quarter, they got outscored. And the game came down to Carlson having to kick a field goal with 22 seconds left to put Green Bay up by three and help them win the game. This is not how I thought this game would play out. But honestly, when you get to this point in the season, it's really just about getting wins. And that's what Green Bay did. They got a win, and they kept themselves in playoff contention. Love went 17 for 28, 219 yards two passing touchdowns, through no picks, and only one sack. The real story of the day was a huge day on the ground for Aaron Jones, and it's nice to see him get back to some rushing ways. This was what you thought you would get from that Green Bay rushing um, attack this year, and it just it, it never really seemed to happen. So Aaron Jones had 21 rushes for 127 yards, although he didn't score any touchdowns. Uh, A.J. Dillon did get pick up one touchdown. He didn't contribute much more on the ground, but it was nice to see Aaron Jones really get the ball and and make the defense pay, honestly. that That's what was refreshing to see in this game. Dobbs and Dontavian Wicks caught touchdown passes, with moderate contributions through the air for Tucker Craft and Bo Melton and a couple of other receivers for the Green Bay Offensive core, But what do we care about now that we're into Week 17? We care about what it takes to get into the playoffs. The Packers are still in the hunt for the playoff spot. I just talked about them when we were mentioning the Minnesota Vikings. The Packers are in a similar boat as the Vikings. They are just behind the Vikings on the bubble. Currently, they got about a 26% chance of getting into the playoffs. If they win this week against the Minnesota Vikings, their chances of getting into the playoffs go up to 55%. But if they lose, it's 1%. And that means everybody above them needs to lose as well, or there needs to be some extra things that I don't know exactly what all the scenarios happen if they lose. But if they lose... The, it's really slim chance for them to be able to get into the playoffs. But a win would spring them ahead of Minnesota and just behind the Rams and the Seahawks, who they can hope lose. And last but not least is the Chicago Bears. Chicago is still not eliminated. I think I mentioned this on last week's show. All of the North coming into last week's games were all still in the playoff hunt. And with a win from Chicago, it kept them in the playoff hunt. Essentially, they need a lot of people ahead of them to lose, and they need to win out, but it's not impossible. Nothing's impossible because it's the NFL. Look, after a heartbreaking loss against the Cleveland Browns the previous week, Chicago bounced back in nice fashion and really put some work in against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Justin Fields got the game started off with a ground touchdown, as you would kind of come to expect with Justin Fields, he's going to score on the ground because he scrambles a lot. The defense kept Arizona scoreless in the first quarter. Chicago basically cruised to a win in this game behind. Uh, Herberts, Khalil Herbert's 20 rushes, 112 yards. And again, another running back that we thought we would see a lot more of. I think there was some injury happening earlier in the year. But to see him and Aaron Jones and Gibbs and Montgomery on the ground. This looks like, and even Ty Chandler, the NFC has the ability to have some powerful rushing offenses. They just don't exercise them as often as you might want them to if you're a fan of the the NFC North. But I digress, and I'm going to get back into big days for Cole Komet. Four catches, 107 yards, a quiet performance uh, for DJ Moore. Three catches, 18 yards, but again, Chicago was cruising to a win in this one against Arizona, so his lack of involvement is not really that consequential. But what do we care about Chicago and their chances to make the playoffs? What we care about is a lot of teams losing above them. So right now, going into Week 17, Chicago has a 1% chance actually might even be less than 1% chance of making it into the playoffs. They're currently six and nine. If they win out, they could be eight and nine. This week they have Atlanta, which is one of the teams ahead of them. Now Chicago's chances are so slim that Currently, they have less than a 1% chance to make it in the playoffs. If they lose, they have a less than 1% chance to make it in the playoffs. And if they win, they have a 1% chance of making it in the playoffs. So, But you're saying there's a chance, and that's what I'm saying. There's a chance. They got to play Atlanta ahead of them, and the Saints are ahead of them. Green Bay is ahead of them. Minnesota is ahead of them. And then the Rams and the Seahawks, who currently occupy uh, wildcard spots, are also ahead of them so statistically yes there is a chance but mathematically there is a whole lot that needs to happen for chicago bears to make it in the playoffs but it starts with winning next week against atlanta and hoping for tampa bay to knock off the saints for minnesota to knock off green bay and a whole bunch of other stuff but you know what if you're a chicago bears fan you probably wrap up this season if you wrap it up with two more wins and you still miss the playoffs I think that's something to build on, and I think that would solidify Justin Fields as the quarterback for next year. Even though it doesn't really sound like his job is all that in jeopardy, they may use this top draft pick as more trade leverage, which you know worked out well for them to get DJ more and some, some top picks last year. Uh, we're going to kick it over to Matt with Spreading the Field. We got a couple weeks left of regular season football. And the stakes are getting high, as we've already talked about. So I know he's got some quality picks for us to try to make us some money before the regular season is up. And we start talking about playoff ball. So, Matt, go ahead and take it away.
1: This is Matt, your resident Vikings fan. And this is Spreading the Field. And let me just start this segment by saying congratulations to Detron and all the other Lions fans out there. Um, obviously the Vikings did not win the division back-to-back. We didn't get it taken care of this year, but I'm not going to lie. If if I'm going to see somebody else win the North, I'd much rather see the Lions win than definitely the Packers or even the Bears, but congratulations. It's been a long time coming for that fan base, and you know, if it's not us, happy to see you all get some love this year. With that being said, let's look at Week 16's results, see what happened here. We did not do good. One for three, thirty-three percent on the week. Uh, we're we're really going the wrong way here to end the season. Uh, on the year, we're at fifty-three point one nine percent. Lock of the weeks at fifty-three point three three percent. So still slightly above five hundred. Got a couple weeks of the regular season left to try to get this back up for you guys. But man, we are striking out here at the end of the year. So let let's end strong here. Last week. We took the Bears minus four over the Cardinals. And the Bears, I don't know what it is about them, but they are looking good at the end of the year. Bears win this game 27-16. Give Justin Fields an extension already, Chicago, because he is balling out here at the end of the year. And Bears are looking – this is how we thought they were going to look at the start of the year. Waited too long. They're still technically in the hunt. You know, if they went out and have a lot of stuff go their way. So we'll see. Probably eliminated from the playoffs this week. But exciting if you're a Bears fan, I guess. I mean, they do keep messing the draft pick up. But, hey, I'd rather see the team win. Lions and Vikings. I'd tell you, take like the Vikings plus three. Lions went 30-24. to 24 And, man, it's obviously, this one was tough as a Vikings fan. It locked up the division for the Lions. It really put the Vikings' playoff chances in a precarious position. We've got two games left. We need to win both those and have uh, the Rams and the Seahawks, one of them, lose one of their last two games. So needing some help now because we couldn't take care of business in Detroit. The worst part of it is, though, the game going back and forth, the injuries. The Vikings move the ball down the field to take the lead, and Nick Mullins throws a dead duck, swirling, twirling carelessly through the air that's picked off to seal this win for the Lions. One of four interceptions on the day for him. So we'll see who the Vikings quarterback is going to be this week. Uh they're evaluating everybody. Hall and Mullins took snaps at first team this week. So we'll see who they're going to roll out. Uh, My hope is Hall and I'd like to see what the rookie has, but we'll see. Vikings, you know, threw that one away. They had a shot there at the end, at least to cover, but even to win the game didn't quite happen lions won the division lions win the game 30 to 24 and for the lock of the week packers playing the worst team in the nfl the panthers need to cover five points and have it in the bag going into the fourth quarter packers up by 14 points and completely take their foot off the gas pedal i don't know what happened in that fourth quarter but they give up two touchdowns have to rally back to win this game here put it away Packers win 33-30, but do not cover the five points. So we'll see how Green Bay goes this week. Green Bay, with the win, puts them right even with the Vikings. So Vikings and Packers playing this week. Loser, basically eliminated from the playoffs. I mean, depending on what happens in some other games, a loss may not completely eliminate you from the playoffs, but whoever loses this game is going to have a very hard road trying to get back into any kind of playoff position this year let's look at the week 17 games first we've got the lions going to the cowboys i'm actually excited about this game besides the vikings game most excited i am about is this game this week um cowboys are favored by six in this so i know the lions just won the division the lions are actually tied record wise win loss wise the niners and eagles and lions all of them at 11 of four Um, so this is a big game for the lions. Uh, it's also a big game for the Cowboys too, though. Cowboys are still chasing the Eagles. Uh, they're not entirely out of winning, uh, their division. And this is a big game. So lions, Cowboys in Dallas, it's going to be a tough one. The Cowboys have put a beat down on some people this year and the lions defense didn't look great against the Vikings. I know they won that game and they have the four interceptions, but Nick Mullins was still able to put 400 yards up in the air in that game. The Vikings only ran the ball 11 times and really abandoned the run. The Cowboys are not going to do that. Dak is a lot better than Nick Mullins out there for the Cowboys. Um, So I think this is going to be a very tough game for the Lions. However, I think six points is a lot when you're playing this high caliber of football between these two teams. Lions need this game for the one seed. I think they come out and win, but even if they don't win, I think they're definitely going to keep it close enough to cover this six points. Detron, give me Detroit. Plus six Sunday night football. We've got the Packers coming to Minnesota to play the Vikings, and for the second time this year, the Vikings are favored in this game when we have no idea who's going to be the quarterback. That's right, Vegas has the Vikings as one and a half point favorites to beat Green Bay at home, and we don't know who's quarterback. I think it's going to be Jaron Hall. Uh, I think at this point, Dobbs has been you know, he's shown what he can do. Mullins has shown who he is. Um, they're both turnover prone. You know, Mullins has this thing where he can't hold on to the ball when he's getting sacked, so that's a little scary. Uh, so why not throw Hall out there for the last two games? He's, he's a rookie. He's under contract for four years. I think that's who you see the Vikings roll out. So with Hall being the starter, I think the Vikings do what they always do. I think this is going to be a close game, and I think this will be back and forth all the way to the end. However unfortunately i think the packers do win this game uh so give me the packers plus one and a half underdogs on the road i think jordan love is going to uh come through in the clutch for green bay here and or i think hall is going to come up a little short you know rookie trying to lead a game winning drive with season on the line that's a lot of pressure on his shoulders uh if it happens to be mullins I have zero faith that he's going to lead a fourth-quarter drive successfully. So, yeah, I think either loves uh, poise, shows through in this game and gets the win for Green Bay, or the Vikings have a chance to win at the end and our lack of um, experience slash starting-level caliber quarterback comes back to bite us in this game. So, Detron, as much as it's going to pay me to say this, give me the Packers plus one-and-a-half. And then for our game of the week, we've got the Falcons coming to Chicago. Bears uh plus or not plus. They're three-point favorites in this game. Bears being favorites again. They covered four points last week against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are substantially better than the Falcons. Uh, Yeah, so give me the Bears is the lock of the week. I think they're going to continue to sabotage their draft pick. I don't know how or why the Bears started clicking now ever since their coach's job has been like really, really on the hot seat where you just felt like if they lose, he's gone. They've been winning. Fields has been playing good. They've really been using DJ more. I think the Bears keep this trend going, and I think the Bears are going to miss the playoffs and continue to push their draft pick down. But Detron, give me the Bears, minus three in this game, lock of the week. So that's my picks for this week. We've got the Lions plus six. Bears minus three, and can't believe I'm saying this, but Packers plus one and a half. That's my picks for this week. Congratulations again, Detroit Lions fans. Uh, If if the Vikings don't make the playoffs, I'm going to be pulling hard for you guys. Uh, Well-deserved, long-suffering fan base. We understand how you are feeling right now. Until next week skull.
0: All right, Matt, thanks for those picks. I'm definitely going to go get my picks in. I kind of disagree with the the Lions pick last week, but you know what? It still didn't work out for me because Green Bay didn't do what they were supposed to do. But maybe this week we'll get 100% on our picks and we'll make everybody listening a couple more dollars. As always, we appreciate you coming on, listening to us, if you like us, share us, give us a thumbs up, maybe leave a review. Uh and if you decide that you don't like us, I appreciate you getting this far in the show. As always, if you come back next week, which I hope you do, make sure you got your bags packed because we are headed north. I'm D-Tron. Peace. You talking about
1: football? Yeah. Football. NFC. North. The list of football.